0: Hey, welcome to a new segment on my channel. It's called Ask Ja. That's Young Ja Jamal Armstrong. If you're not following him on Twitter, you should. The link to his Twitter is in the description. Uh, I'm Grant Cohn, quality control, joined by Young Ja, not Ja Rule himself, but Young Ja. Because Ja was busy. Ja has a lot of things to talk about these days. Anyway, theme of the show is I Ask You Questions.
1: For show
0: today five or 49ers question and one is a bonus nfl at large topic and we'll take any questions that people have from the uh from the chat but pressure's on you today jamal first question yeah first question trey lance versus the doubters how does this man 22 years old two and a half with two starts Mm. plays in santa clara california how does he have so many critics who have so much to say and they're so freaking loud about it? It's kind of a phenomenon. How do you explain it?
1: You know what? I think you just said it right there. It's kind of a phenomenon. It really is. We've seen this dude have two legit starts. You know, he's played another half. Uh, I happened to go to the Seahawks game in week four. I was there at that game last year. Jimmy played the first half. Trey obviously came and played the second half. But the thing is, I'll start off with saying this. One thing that I'm getting comfortable with myself is saying sometimes if we don't have all the information, sometimes we need to be okay saying, I don't know. But I think when it comes to, I don't want to even just say journalism, I would say kind of just media and the phenomenon that the phenomenon that is Trey Lance at this point in time due to so many unknowns, it drives up clicks to say, oh, he's not going to be this or, or he is, even on the other end, he is going to be this. It drives clicks, it drives up engagement. This is more of a quiet time, quiet period. Yes, we just had OTAs, um, you know, training camps like that's coming up. Things like that are coming up. But at this point in time, I think it's a situation where, oh, we don't know exactly what this kid is or isn't going to be. On one side, you have people who are super, super pro-Trey Lance. I'm pro-Trey Lance. I don't think he's going to come out and throw for 5,000 yards, 50 touchdowns like Patrick Mahomes. That's unrealistic. Now, could it happen? I don't know. Maybe he has that in him. But the 49ers run a totally different offense than that in the first place. On the other side, you have those who are saying, "Oh, he's only had a couple of starts. He, uh, he was he didn't have a whole lot of experience in college as well too. This kid, he's only what twenty two years old now. He came in as a twenty one year old rookie. Oh, there's a lot. There's a lot on his plate. No way he can do that. No way he can come out and have a good season. I think that's easy to say. It's also lazy, in my personal opinion. I think it's lazy because I think you have to consider what is around Trey Lance. I think Kyle Shanahan is a great." I don't want to say great. Can't say great yet. He's a good head coach. He's a good offensive mind. He got a lot of good weapons around Trey Lance as well, too. George Kittle, Debo Samuel. I think Brandon Ayuk has a chance to jump out. Jawan Jennings may have the best hands on the team. There's a lot of weapons there. We added some more to the run game as well, too, which, by the way, the 49ers are still going to be a run-first team. But I can go I can go back to this past year and show you the game logs where Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball 25-plus times
0: still. So go ahead, go ahead. I feel like this phenomenon is just so fascinating to me. And I, I want to like really explain why it's going on. And I think it's – it's the Niners are partially responsible by not playing him. Right. Because he didn't play in 2020 – he didn't play – he really hasn't played since 2019, right? Right. He played in North Dakota State. He killed it. Then he didn't play mm-hmm. – took a year off. Then the Niners made him take a year off. And now like he's – I mean obviously he's a starting quarterback in the NFL for a very prominent franchise and people want analysis – right what are we going to expect and there's no evidence and so right. and there's there's this, all these people who are starved for information about Trey mm-hmm. Lance and there's nothing that you can say so you have people just making shit up it's like oh people right. want people search his name on youtube people search his name. I I watched the tape right right trash. <laughs> it's like no, no, you didn't, man there's two games like the whole and you wouldn't say that about Justin Fields because there's a whole season of that you can watch no And anything they can t- look at with Trey Lance, so you have all these like people who are kind of like snake oil salesmen, being like, "I have the answer." No, you, no, you, right. Don't.
1: That's a fair point, though. What you said, I think, if I, if I'm reading between the lines of some of the words that you just said, if I, I'm gonna hit it, just I'm gonna hit the nail on the head. The 49ers didn't do any favors for Trey Lance throughout the season last year. They didn't prop him up. They didn't come out. They haven't come out this season and say Trey Lance is QB one. you heard, I've heard some of the players say it right in the meetings. But the 49ers haven't, they haven't always had him prominently featured on promos, things like that. It's it started more now. And so you hear people like myself, people like you, oh, this dude's coming out, he's gonna be QB1 now. We didn't get a whole lot of that this last year. And to your point, you're right. He only played a couple games. Uh Justin Fields, Mac Jones, all these other rookies that were drafted in the first round, played the whole year. So you have people on one side saying, Well, Jimmy Garoppolo is still on the roster. Uh, he still played when he was super, when he was really hurt. How did Trey Lance not get in then? He must suck. I think people have to realize that two things can be true. Jimmy Garoppolo could have been the starter unless he could not play last year because they wanted what was best for Trey Lance and the future going forward. By the way, little side snippet. I'm with you. I thought Trey Lance should have started last year. That's what I would have done. Start that train. Get it rolling now so that by the time his rookie contract's up, you know fully what you have. You want to pay him. You don't want to pay him. I didn't think Jimmy Garoppolo was that much better that Trey Lance couldn't see the field. That being said, yeah, you have people on one side saying, this kid can't be that great. He must not be good because Jimmy Garoppolo is still playing. Why can't two things be true? Why can't Jimmy Garoppolo have been the starter last year? And that was the goal all along, all season long, because they wanted to set Trey Lance up for the future because he is their future. Can't two things be true? I don't think we live in a world like that, though, especially when it comes to sports. I just think it's
0: so interesting that people are so much more in in Trey Lance than Zach Wilson or Trevor Lawrence or Justin Fields or Mac Jones. When all those guys played last year and you can actually make informed opinions about them. No one really wants to talk about them as much as Trey Lance. Why? Well, maybe it's because I'm stuck in the Niners Twitter, but I I really think nationally he's the topic, too. And it's because people are obsessed with the unknown. You're talking about something no one knows. And so everyone is equally expert about it. But like when you watch Trevor Lawrence, it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I saw the whole year. It didn't look great. You know what I mean, mm-hmm. but I mean like it's not his fault necessarily. Let's wait right. to see more. But with Trey Lance, it's like I can't.
1: There's no nuance.
0: Enough because I don't know why he didn't play last year. It's a mystery. Right. Sort of the theory. Yeah. Still right. on the team, so the conversation continues.
1: It's annoying. It's annoying if he's on if he's on this team. Come week one, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm still going to sit here and watch it. But if he's on this team, there's going to raise a lot more questions. I think a lot of people who are saying, oh, Jimmy Garoppolo, if he's here, he's going to be the starter week one. I think a lot of those people might feel validated. Let me ask you this question, though. If he is somehow on this roster week one, you still think Trey Lance is the starter or you think it'll be Jimmy?
0: I don't see how the Niners can keep Jimmy Garoppolo as a backup. I don't see how the locker room would let it happen. They Mm -hmm. love him. They love him. And he's meeting right. there. Sure he doesn't want to be here anymore. So, to keep him and say, you have to be on a team you don't want to be anymore. And you have to be the backup. I mean, right. he would, he might actually finally say something publicly. And I think a lot of people would have his back. So, we're going to get to Garoppolo in a bit. But sure. yeah, I don't see how he, st- if he stays, I feel like he's staying for one reason. Because the Niners field training isn't ready yet. And it seems oh, like I hate he's that. freaking ready in minicamp to me. Um, okay. Yeah, what what the you think about Lance and the doubters. Remember, sure. the very highly publicized draft class that came out, Every a lot of analysts sort of dug in their opinion before these guys were even drafted. So a lot of people are just kind of trying to be like, see, I was right. I said in 2020 that the guy was trash. It's like, right. how much have you heard that, right? I was a scout in the league. And I, I was, was like, yeah, boy, right, right, you, right. you're the greatest. That's why you're not a scout in the league anymore. But you should be. I don't know that kind of stuff. Everyone wants to be right. Everyone right. wants to say they saw it coming.
1: Hey, if you see that guy post... Just tag indeed.com. Help that man get a job. That's all I'm saying. Help that young man get a job.
0: I tried.
1: <laughs> you did try.
0: I had to fire him <laughs> from an unpaid position. That's never a good field.
1: Oof. Oof. Sorry. From the Jets to Grant Cohn. And you lost both. Sorry, bro.
0: Sorry. Okay, moving on. Now, the offensive line is an interesting thing. To me, like when you look at what happened with Andrew Luck, his career was totally derailed because they didn't take that seriously. Same thing could happen to Joe Burrow, although they just went to the Super Bowl last year with the worst off, I mean, giving up the the most sacks in the league. And um, everyone said they should have drafted Penasal, they drafted Jamar Chase, they were right. So maybe as, you know, the ball comes out quicker and the game's more about getting the ball to your playmakers in space right away, maybe maybe pass protection isn't as important. But the Niners are really going to test that theory this year, because outside of left tackle, they got question marks. So let's go position by position and try to figure out what this could be. I don't think we need to talk about left tackle. I mean, other than they have the best one in the game and if he gets hurt, the next man up would probably be Colton Kivitz. Agreed, agreed. It okay. And frankly, he, he should have played in the NFC Championship game and uh, Trent Williams said it himself. Mm-hmm. Right. You can't, play on a, you can't play left tackle on a high ankle sprain. He tried. No way, there's no way. You can't. Right. So I mean, so anyway, uh, He's like, he even says, like, how do I tell my teammates I can't play? I can't. Right, play. right. I can't do it. So he tried, but it should have been McKibbitt. All right, left guard, what do you think?
1: So left guard, I think it's probably going to be Aaron Banks. You know, before I even get, get into that, let me say this. So I've done some other podcasts throughout the summer. One thing I've always said, I, wonder, I kind of want to know if you agree with this. There's a lot of question marks on this offensive line. No question. There really is. From an outside perspective, I'm not in the organization every day. I didn't get to see Aaron Banks. These guys last year. I don't. I don't know. I don't know how they going been improved. I don't know how much they have improved. But I'll say this: I do think it's almost. I'm willing to err on the side of caution when it comes to the 49ers and how they have developed their offensive linemen because I've seen them get some decent production out of guys like my Person, uh, uh, Purcell. I've seen. I've seen them I'm do confident. things like that with some of these guys. Tom Compton. John Compton. Yeah, 100
0: games with Tom Compton, and I didn't see that coming.
1: Yeah, and if we're gonna be if we're just gonna be blunt about it, we've had quite a few offensive linemen on the 49ers who probably wouldn't be starters or even make some of, a lot of other teams. But I think the difference is with the 49ers and with some of these other teams, let's use the Chiefs, for example. I talked about them a second ago. They're gonna be much more of a, run, a pass heavy team. The 49ers are still gonna be a run first team. Right. Now, when we say run first team, does that mean that they're gonna run the ball 60 times a game and pass the ball 15? No, nope, I don't necessarily think that. But I do think if it's working, they're not going to run away from it. And they also have Trey Lance.
0: They pass it, and they're probably going to run the ball more than any other team in the league. I agree with that. So run blocking is more important.
1: It is. It is. And so I think you can kind of get away with guys who maybe wouldn't make it on other teams, maybe a little shaky. I think you could get away with it. And so the last thing I'll say just in regards to that part is if the 49ers have an offensive line unit that can rank probably in the top 14, 13, and – we're not talking about them consistently on a week by week basis. I think that's a good thing. I think there's a lot that goes into the offensive line, but I also think that if we're not talking about them, that means they're probably doing their job, and it's boring. I want to see boring offensive line work. When it, so like go, ahead, go ahead.
0: But yeah, but let's come back to Aaron Banks. I mean, he's yeah. gonna get the first crack at this starting job. I agree. It's funny they asked about his body. He's like, yeah, I didn't lose any weight. You know, I lost some, I lost some fat, added some muscle, like. Chad yeah. Williams came out. And he's like the dude lost 20 pounds. He totally re-re remade his body. Mm-hmm. He looks slimmer to me. To me, like he is supposed to be a dominant player here. He's a second awesome. round pick. I mean, I guess he's never. He's not supposed to be as good as Lake and Tomlinson, but he's supposed to be a an asset as a run blocker yes. at least. So yes. I don't know if he's. I mean, I know he doesn't really have the mobility to do the outside zone stuff, but I don't expect that as much this year. It's going to be more of like a shotgun between the tackles run game with him and the center, like. Combo blocking people. So move sure. people. I'd like to see. He's supposed to. He did in college, right? He's a big dude. I mean, move he him. He did. Yeah.
1: What do, you, I mean, what do you expect from him this year? Do you, do you think it was a problem that he didn't play last year? Because I have some. I have a lot of questions. I don't know what to expect. I don't want to rule him out, but I do have questions about his in-shape ability.
0: It seems like the Niners drafted three offensive players and redshirted all of them. Yeah. Lance, Sermon, and Banks. And it seems like they all were drafted with an eye toward this year. Because sure. because Lance takes the court, the, the offense from under center to the shotgun
2: mm-hmm. Trey
0: sermon played uh, with Kyler Murray and Justin Fields in the shotgun in college. And right. Aaron Banks is that guard you need in the inside zone ru- zone read run game. So it seemed like they they wanted to do this transition, but they felt like it was going to happen this year. And Banks needed to, re you know, remake his body and mm-hmm. Lance needed to redo his mechanics. And there was like, so we'll see if the process works, you know. We'll see. We will. Yeah. So do you think it's going to be more
1: power run rather than inside outside zone now? Or do you think it'll be a good mixture of both?
0: I think it's going to be a lot of inside zone from the shotgun. And they'll have some, some gap scheme stuff too, because they have a lot, a lot of variety. But here's what he, here's here's the evidence I would point to. Um Anthony Lynn is here now. Right. When he was an offensive coordinator in 2016 in Buffalo, mm-hmm. He get Tyrod Taylor and LaShawn McCoy. That team led the league in rushing yards and touchdowns. Mm-hmm. And their split was two to one runs from the gun as opposed to runs from under center. So they'll still do runs from under center, but last, but Jimmy was the other way around. Absolutely, he's not a threat as a run as a as a runner in the shotgun. So what's the real point? You have no play. You don't. have The play action isn't as effective, and he doesn't add anything. But now, right. once you have a, a mobile running quarterback, you really want a lot of shotgun stuff because even if you don't run them, everyone's freaked out about it.
1: Absolutely. No, you're absolutely right. I agree with that, and I think that that's I think that's a fair point.
0: Great. They're going to run the ball a lot. So look because at Trey Sermon. Really... Look at Ty Davis Price. Like, what do they do in college? The, that kind of stuff that they're going to be doing this year with Trey Lance.
1: Absolutely. You look at even just the makeup, the build of a Trey Sermon. He's a lot like a Melvin Gordon. Anthony Lynn's got a lot of work, and his best year was under Anthony Lynn. So a that's a fair point.
0: That's I'm a team fair team point. For sure. Yep. If we move on to center, I think it is going oh, to be probably Jay If it doesn't work out with Aaron Banks, who do we think is going to step up? Ooh. Kivitz could do that too if they want to. I think what the Niners are trying to do is not have people flipping left and right. I think it's not working. So you might have a tackle slide. Moore Could be, although Moore's been playing a lot in Burford. the right. Burford's been Okay. The right well, that's why I say it. But those are guys are candidates. I'm thinking McKivitz might be the the backup left tackle, left guard. Yeah, I'm So am maybe I'm not. Swing I mean, we'll see. We'll see. Anyway. That's center. Fair. center.
1: I do. I mean. We've been talking about it a lot lately, especially because Alex Mack just retired. But, I mean, I do. I think at this point in time, it's got to be Jake Randall. I really do. He's got a lot of reps with Trey Lance. That does mean something. It really does. The fact that he was the second string primary backup, took all his snaps from Trey uh, last year. He he has a lot of, uh, I would say, experience also in this system. I know he didn't play a whole lot, but he's been with us for a couple years now. He was with Chris Burster with Miami as well, too. So, there's familiarity there. Um Alex Mack and Brendel have a lot of similar athleticism as well too. So that's where it comes back to me saying the question marks. There are question marks. I don't know how he's going to respond. And it is still a drop-off from Alex Mack to Brendel. And there's a lot of pressure and responsibility put on the center in particular. Got to be able to call out you know, uh, certain coverages that are coming. He has to be able to have that connection with Trey Lance. I know they've worked together a lot this past year. So I'm once again, erring on the side of caution with Jed Brendel. I think he can be a solid starter. I don't expect too much out of him, but I think maybe because we don't know, it's easy to freak out about it. It is. We don't know what to expect from him, but at the same time, he's been in the system for a couple of years now. I was with first or before that, so I'm willing to err on the side of he may be further along than what any of these rookies could get to.
0: What's fascinating to me about Brendel is uh, the signs were there last year that the Niners believed in him. I, I just didn't. I didn't even know he was on the team, Jamal. I forgot. He was in the practice squad. But I'm looking here. He was active for 16 games last year. I didn't know that. I mean, not They they, they trusted him. And I I always assumed that if something happened to Alex Mack, that Daniel Brunskill would slide over and replace him. No. Had anything Hmm. ever happened to Mack, it would have been Brendel. And that's what Kyle keeps saying. He's like, Brendel was our backup center last year. Don't forget about Brendel. He was on the team. He was active. He was the backup center. I mean, I don't understand why people are so so surprised and it's like, yeah, it was right in front of us. And the and the one extra thing that um, Jose Sanchez, writer on my site, all 49ers, mm-hmm. out, which was genius, is that Brendel has been – I mean, Lance has taken all of his snaps with Brendel yeah. since the 49ers. So right. they already have a rapport as well. I'm not sure that Brendel's going to be the starting center week 17,
1: mm. but I
0: do think he's going to get the first crack week one and we'll see how it goes.
1: Who would be your guest by week 17? Do you think one of these rookies is going to just improve throughout the season to get that? Because I do. I honestly feel like when it comes to center in particular, we don't talk about it enough, but the ability to have that rapport for exchanges, especially if Lance is going to be in shotgun, that means a lot. That could lead to one, two, you know, five turnovers throughout the course of the season if it's, if it's a switch. That's a big
0: deal to me. Agree. If it's, look, if the Niners are in the playoff hunt at the end of the season, as they should be, and Jake Brendel isn't good enough, I think the only they could trade for a center, mm. they could do mm-hmm. that. Get Jimmy Garoppolo mm-hmm. going off the books and trade for a center, or the only the only other option is really moving Brunskill over at that point. So,
2: yeah,
0: right. You got that? He, and he has started at least eight games at center in his career, and he's terrible. So you got that? That's the that I, that's the one and two. I think at center. I mean, Donovan West. Yeah, maybe in a year or two.
1: That's he's my that's my right thinking right now too. I think he'll be on the team. Exactly. Yeah, got gotcha. you. I agree. I agree. Do you, so do you think Donovan West is going to be a practice squad stash this year? Probably. Or is it – it's too early? It's too yeah. early.
0: I don't think he's going to, like, show out in, in preseason to the point where someone's going to, like, swoop him off the 49ers after not getting drafted. I think the yeah. Niners he'll, – he'll be there for – he'll be on the practice squad and he'll pro- he might be their starting center one day. I mean, if yeah. they think they can develop guys like Jake Brendel into starting centers, maybe Donovan West fits too, but probably not right away. Especially sure. because it seems like the center, they want the guy to have a great grasp of what the offense is. I agree. You know what I mean? I agree.
1: I think you have to, especially in Kyle's system. I think that's one thing a lot of fans, I think it's one thing that a lot of us know a lot. There's a lot of pressure. There's a lot of responsibility placed on the center in this offense. If Brendel is not stepping up, there's a lot of confusion. I don't think that would be just Trey Lance. I think some of that will fall onto his shoulders being the starting quarterback, if that's the case. But at the same time, I think that's fully his fault.
0: Justin Lomker says does kyle have the patience to work through bumps with uh lance will have this here doesn't seem Mm -hmm. like he will he will even if the issues aren't directly his fault well he he never seemed particularly patient with jimmy garoppolo now in kyle's defense jimmy never improved so and jimmy was making a lot of money and was a lot older and had worked with tom brady for all that time but i don't Mm -hmm. i don't know about kyle's patience that's a good question
1: that is a good good question question. i kind of think Tell me if you agree with me on this. Do you think that Kyle Shanahan's job is on the line if it doesn't work out with Trey Lance?
0: Yeah. Depending on If Trey Lance is just a, t- a flat out bust, which he I don't think he will be. But if he were like Johnny Manziel or something, yeah. You know. 100%. Cuz I think people Kyle is, yeah, great scheme, but you got to keep him away from personnel, man. Keep right. Far away from personnel. And that's a that takes his stock way down.
1: Let that dude be an OC. He might be best served as an OC if he can't cut it as a head coach, you know. Yeah. And one thing Kyle's done is sometimes he, sometimes I do feel like he puts too much on his plate being the head coach. Sometimes it's okay to hire other staff members, uh, assistant coaches, who can take on some of the roles, so you can be able to see throughout the course of the season what happened during the play. Oh, I had my head down. I was watching this. I didn't get to see that. You should, you should be watching every play.
0: You should be seeing everything that's going on. Jamal, how old are you? I'm Twenty-eight. 28, you remember Mike Shanahan. Yes, sir. If you remember, I mean, the way I remember Mike Shanahan was excellent coach. Hell of a scheme. Mm-hmm. He had a lot of down years because he got ultimate power with the Broncos and really meddled a ton in personnel and right. got it wrong more than he got it right. And it's like, for whatever reason, Kyle and Mike feel like they can't do their job. And they're mm. like the emperor of the building. And they've gotten right. that power, but it hasn't worked out for them. It really right. hasn't the same. And McVay's not the emperor of the Rams. I mean, Lesney's not very powerful. powerful. So, I don't know. I
1: agree. And some, some, sometimes that comes down to personality. I think it might just come down to the personality. The way these coaches, the way Sean McVay is. Sean McVay is 100% a player's coach. Kyle Shanahan, I think is not... I think he's a player's coach. I, don't, I wouldn't say he's 100% a player's coach. I think it's my way or the highway. I'm going to tell you like it is. Either get with it or get out. I'm just going to be honest.
0: And it's like... You know they're all control freaks to a degree, but a reluctance to delegate. You know maybe a very like very few people you actually trust delegating to. And one is his dad. When was Mike McDaniel? Right. Who's gone? You know, like man, part of being a, a head coach is being really good at delegating and having a lot of yeah. people you trust. Otherwise, because just every single job that you try to do on your own is a twenty four seven job on its own. Like if you hired someone, someone would be do, doing that twenty four seven all year, and right. even those jobs you're trying to knock out it at once. Good luck. good luck. Good luck. I mean, you're your your weaknesses. you're great, but you're spreading yourself thin. Last second sports, I vaguely that rings a bell. I know that I know guy. guy. I know my guy, Jamal. I love y'all. What's up, Jesse?
1: Appreciate
0: what? you. <laughs> uh, Mr. Hickman says, here's two dollars. Thank you. I appreciate that. Again, Caden Hickman says, What happened to Mondays with Vish? He's out, he's on the other side of the world. I no, in on vacation. Um, Rich Bonsell says Brunskill to center banks and more at the guards that could happen. That We're going could to happen. talk about that in a minute. We're not done. Voice ad agency says there's an insane highlight clip of Lance in high school. He played offense and defense. I think that is what gives him an advantage compared to other quarterbacks. Yeah, he's awesome. a great athlete, for sure. All right, let's finish up this topic. Right guard. Mm-hmm. what you see? It? How you see this happening?
1: I do think it'll be Brunskill. I think you and I see it the same way. I think it's going to be Brunskill right now. If there's any, if there's any problems, We just really just spoke about it. If there's any issues with Jake Randall, I think he potentially could slide over to center. But I also think, and this is coming down to some of my depth pieces, that I think will probably make the roster, just not as a starter. I think you look at guys like Burford, Moore, and even Nick Zakel. I think those are three guys. And from what I've heard, I don't know too much about this player yet, but from what I've heard about Zakel, he seems to be a very, very smart player that's been on the 49ers radar for many years. Uh, I think all the way back to when he was a, a freshman. So he's one of, he's another option that I think will have the ability to potentially make this roster and move transition. I don't want to say transition to center, but I think he might have the the smart, smarts and the headiness to potentially play that position. I just think halfway through the season, a quarter way through the season, you probably don't want to have to make that kind of switch, especially for a rookie. I think right now it'll probably be a run skill.
0: Agreed. Agree. Um, he does have knee tendonitis or whatever, didn't do anything this offseason. I'm sure he'll be I'm not sure. I I expect he'll be okay for training camp. If it's not him and he starts breaking down, then the next guy up would be Jalen Moore.
1: Jalen Moore, right?
0: Jalen Moore. I think he's a year ahead of Spencer Burford. Burford probably is more gifted, but he's yeah he's the youngest player in the team. He's 21.
2: Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. probably
0: Jalen Moore at right guard, then right tackle. McGlinchey says he'll be back for week one. So if it's if he's healthy, it's him. Yeah. Skeptical. So, so let's say McGlinchey isn't ready week one. Yeah. Do you think will be taking the I play? think at that point,
1: if he's not ready, I do think it'll be Nick Sakel. I think he has the ability to hold that position down due to, say it again. Oh, wow. I do. I think, he, I think I, I partially think that some of the draft picks that we made were due to the, the chance that he could potentially not come back this being Mike, Michael Lynch, or this could potentially seriously be his last year playing for the 49ers. To me, from just from what I've heard, I don't know too much about this player yet, but I, I have heard that Nick Sakel is a very smart player. So I think they could be working with him right now during training camp to potentially have him slide into right tackle. I kind of see that as one of the more underrated pieces that maybe people, people aren't talking about right now. I, I, I want to go as far as to saying he might be, the first offensive lineman off, but hmm. I think that's he could be.
0: That's interesting. He, he's a very intriguing player. In minicamp, they had him at left guard. He was a left tackle in college, mm-hmm. and they said that they're going to try him at center. So maybe that's the guy who's their starting center next year. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I'm going to go at right tackle, though. At least with the guy they had at minicamp and OTAs, uh, was just in school. Remember him? Yeah, yeah, I do. Basically, I don't know. A how little bit games with justin school just like they won a lot of games with tom Compton. he's not great but i think he might get the first crack at it just because he's a vet who's been in their program for a while uh mm. also Jalen moore could get a look out there too they like him and i think they felt that he really showed a lot for a rookie i think they feel that rookie offensive linemen struggle that they yes. really have to get a lot stronger and Jalen moore should be a lot stronger than last year so i think they're going to give him a real close look at both right guard and right tackle he might just He might just be better than Daniel Brunskill. You know, he might just be better than Lynchy. Like, look out for Jalen Moore. Can I ask you a question about that? Yes.
1: So just in regards to Jalen Moore, and you just mentioned right now the potential of him starting either at guard or tackle. Maybe you know the answer to this. Maybe I'm talking to the wrong person about it. What would you say are some of the nuances between playing guard or playing tackle and being able to be able to swing like that at a moment's notice?
0: Well, the pass protection is much different. Right. I mean, it, it, as a as a tackle, they always say like, you get to take three or like couple kick slides. There's there's time and space between you and the guy, and it's very one on one. But at guard, it's like, the contact happens instantly. Right. A whole different set of techniques in in that. Um, but in, in terms of the run blocking, I think it's probably pretty inter- interchangeable. I okay. mean, in outside zone, you're you're, it's the same reach technique. I think it's pretty it similar. So I think like that's why. If, if this a run-first team, maybe they feel they're a little bit more interchangeable guard-tackle, that kind of stuff.
1: And that's the part that yeah, I was getting at. Their
0: offensive linemen are particularly great one-on-one on the edge. I mean, okay. other than Trent Williams. Right. You know? Lake that's Kansas the part.
1: I agree with you right there. That's the part that I was really trying to get at and see if I was in the wrong for thinking that. Because we are a run-first team, it should be not as not as difficult to transi- transition between guard and tackle due to the
0: fact that we are a run-first team. Look at Tom Compton. He did it. 100%. He did it. Absolutely. Keneal says, Jamal. My guy. He is killing it. He's a natural. Fortnite's daddy said, this show with Jamal is fire. Lance MVP PCs. And it is fire. We just got to get Jamal in a different room next time.
1: Facts. Let me work on that.
0: <laughs> Every time, the first time he's like, you got to, there's like two or three things. You're like, yeah, and then boom, then you got the, the most professional show ever after that.
1: You know, I heard a comment earlier saying, all Jamal needs to do is open a window or open a door. So I'm probably going to try that next
0: time. Probably that. Or like, case. like oh, a probably. couch or something. You know what I'm saying? Something to take up the echo. Fern I got Fern. you. But yeah, open it up a window I'll do it too. Um, we got this one. There's an insane... Ho- we got that one. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Jamal, Fortnite's daddy. Solipo Bay Area says the barrier got you back, Iggy. You have a friend in me, LOL, off topic. That's very nice of me to say. Thank you. All right. Uh, Why do you think the 49ers Like Talanoa so much? I mean this isn't a guy That they spent a first round pick on Or a second yeah. a Round pick and they talk about him Really They've been much more consistently positive With Talanoa than they've been with Trey Lance I agree Why? why? That's is such a great, great question yeah. You know when it comes to
1: him I have to look beyond just athleticism Because I'll be totally honest when I was looking at the draft, I was looking for us to draft a starting safety because I didn't. And I haven't viewed Talanoff Wuf- Hufunga as a starting safety. Then they didn't draft one and they passed over the guy that I wanted in Nick Cross. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love Nick Cross as a safety. I think he's super athletic. I think he's also a smart, heady player. And in some ways, he does remind me of Jaquaski Tartt. I actually think he might have even better ball production, to be totally honest. And then, then he goes to the Colts. I, that hurt me so bad. I was a big fan of Nick Cross. So the fact that they did pass over him, they passed over guys like Marquis Bell, they passed over those guys, it made me think, hey, why did they not draft one? And do they just see Talano Ufunga as a potential starting safety? And does that have anything to do with Jimmy Ward? Are we? Does it say more about Jimmy Ward as a safety than it does about Jaquavsky Tar? or even than it does about Talano Funga? When I look at Talon Olufunga, not the most athletic guy, but what is he? I think he is very smart. I think he is very heavy. I think you can look at the Cardinals game last year, um, and he got beat by Christian Kirk deep, and that's where I was like, see, this is why I don't think he will be a, a starting safety, or I would say a very good starting safety. But the more I look at it, I see him as a – I think his potential is a solid starting safety due to the fact that he is I, – I think you could honestly make the argument right now that he's one of, if not the best, just pure tackler on the team. I think when it comes to tackling, he's very good, very sound. And I think he loves playing. I think he loves tackling. I think he's the type of guy that you can get a lot of energy to other players just by the way that he plays. Is he fast? No, he's not. But I do think he's the type of guy that's generally, not always, generally in position, I would say nine times out of ten. If you remember the Bengals game this last year, I think that was around the time the 49ers started to play a lot more cover two. Also remember that's about the same time that Ambry Thomas came in to be starting corner. So when you look at cover two and what that defense does, it puts a lot more, I would say, pressure on the safeties to cover both deep halves, but also to fit uh the alleys during the runs as well, during run plays. So when that happens, I think that's where I personally feel Talonola Hufunga is used best. I think he is a really great tackler. I think he has the ability. Uh, to play on the deep half, I don't think he has the the speed to match up one on one and just stay with the guy deep down the field. But if he if he's able to be, what's the word I was looking for? If he makes the play on Wednesday because he knows where he's supposed to be, I don't think he'll ever be out of position. So that being said, I think he has the ability to be a potentially a potential starting safety because of one. He does have Jimmy Ward next to him, who's a Swiss Army knife. You can play him in the slot. You can play him. You can play him back, you can play him in the box. I think that because of those things, it allows potentially Talanoa Hufanga to be a starting safety, just solid. I don't think it'll be anything
0: amazing. Here's why I think the Niners are so enthusiastic about Tylenol Hufunga. It's weird, but I think it's the position that they value the least on the team, mm. safety. It's like, mm. it's, it's like they haven't drafted a safety higher than round five since, Kyle Shanahan and John Lynch have been there, and it's weird because John Lynch is one of the greatest safeties ever. You'd think right. he would sort of understand the importance of safeties, but the Niners really are convinced that you, this is not a position you draft high, and that you can get good safeties late. And so it's almost like you know, you know people that shop at thrift stores. My mom used to always stop and shop th- God love her. I mm-hmm. love that. but it's like it's a way that you show off your stuff from from thrift stores. You'd be like, so what do you think? And you mm-hmm. look at me like. You just totally be like, oh, $2. I got it for $2. You'd be like, oh, well, and for $2, that is one heck of a lamp. I mean, that's a great $2 lamp. And that's where the Niners are at. His safety is like, what do you think of the safety? He's like, he runs a four six. I mean, yeah. it's like, we got him in the fifth round. It's like, oh, well, you know, for a fifth round pick, if he were just a, a special teamer, then great, and you might get a starter. Wonderful. So I think the Niners mm. are always kind of t- trying to talk themselves into this diamond in the rough DB which mm. to me is like, I don't know, the rest of the league is scouring college football for DBs because it's a passing yeah. league and offenses are putting three, four wide receivers out there all the time. Right. And you're like, yeah, we'll get this dude that no one else saw who runs a four-six. Like, can you can am I allowed to be skeptical on that one? Absolutely. Please. Yeah. yeah. Please. Like I, I it's, it's funny. DBs are important and they go early. And they're usually it's hard to find the diamond in the rough in
1: 2022. My I agree. I agree. And I guess the reason that I even mentioned athleticism and then I also say the 40, I, I kind of feel like the 49ers maybe don't value athleticism at safety in particular mm-hmm. as much, because I think you're able to be heavy. But at the same time, if you're not in position and you're not the most athletic player, that's when I think big plays happen. So I think it. I've started thinking this off season and it's been testing my, I would say football knowledge and what I think the 49ers value at safety Because I look at safety and say, okay, you probably do want someone who's pretty athletic. He's your left line of defense. He is the safety. He's a safety blanket.
0: I think you have that. that offenses can spread you out and single up those safeties and make them cover so many. And, And teams are going to do
1: that. I'm going to tell you right now. They're going to do that. They're going to do that with this guy. And I know we're going to get to this in a little while, but then I think that puts more pressure on your slot, your slot, your nickel, yep. puts a lot more pressure on your outside corners. We'll get to that, so I don't want to jump jump too far into that. But I think when it comes to this, I've tried to think in this offseason, you know what? I think the 49ers value smarts, intelligence, and being in position over just athleticism. And that's fine. I, I understand that. There's more to playing football than just athleticism. But if you're telling me you can get a guy who can be just as athletic, if not more athletic, you know, than Talano Hufunga and be 90% of what he has mentally – that player couldn't be better than Hufunga. Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know if I would agree with that. That being said, the last thing I'll say, Tyler Hufunga can't get better. He was a rookie last year. I want to just make that clear. He can improve. And I think he's going to get his opportunity this year to prove just how, how much he's made strides-wise. We'll see what happens. I just, I kind of err on the side of caution at safety in particular, not having a guy who's super athletic. I don't like that.
0: It just seems to me like when you make an organizational decision that you're not going to draft safeties before a certain round, say round five, then you're always going to be trying to talk yourself into that the one you just drafted in round five is the diamond in the rough. Mm -hmm. And they've talked themselves into him because he's so professional. Yeah. Great. That's wonderful. He works hard in the meetings. He works out with Troy Palomalo. He does everything he needs to do. But what if he's just limited? What if he's just a fifth-round yeah. pick who gets the most out of his ability, and that's still not good enough? I mean, you made the choice to, to to not invest until round five, so I don't know. I always feel like when they when when they're doing the hype, you know. I mean, they were mm-hmm. really hyping up diamador Lenore last year until yeah. it didn't work out. So I'm curious, like, I'm curious. But can we get an APB on that much guy? Better than last year. I'll give him that. He was much better than Diamador. I agree. I
1: agree with that. I agree with that. Can we get an APB on diamador Lenore?
0: Where is that man? I giving up Giving up big in, in mini I'm, not, I'm a not a fan. Not a fan. The Niners really need Traverius Ward to be a stud, Mosey to be a stud, and Verrett to come back. That would. I agree. You. That would help. I agree. Rod says, "Will a DB have at least five picks this season?" No.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: The Niners don't get those kind of DBs. I'm sorry. I like them too. Richard Sherman was that kind of guy. Yep. Traverius Ward is more of like a. Lock you down, knock the ball away. You know.
1: Yeah. To... Well, what's funny, even with Sherman as a forty nine er, I wouldn't say he was that guy. He he still had the ability and he had the hands to. Yeah. I just don't think that's the, our defense. Our defense doesn't play that way. It's dink and dunk. We want you to the dink and dunk yeah. down the field. So
0: they are very soft in the in the secondary. But again, what I don't like about that is like they're so invested in pass rush. They have a great pass rush. Mm-hmm. Their third down defense is bottom tier of the league. Who's twentieth last right. year? That shouldn't happen with that pass rush, but why is it happening? Because your secondary is playing a mile off the receivers. And what happened against uh the Rams? Just come back in Tennessee, third and 15. First down. Because your corner, your corners are more concerned about giving up a touchdown on third and 15 than they are a first down. That's what I saw. So that's why severe Ward's supposed to be here. He's supposed to be getting up in people's faces. Let's see if he doesn't commit a hundred pass interference penalties like Josh Norman did. I'm with you on that. that. I'm with you on that. Rod has another question. Will Ayuk and Debo both have 1,000 receiving yards? Does does a uh, championship stop Lynch-Peters rumors? Maybe. Hold on. 1,000 receiving yards? What do you think? Both of them. Both of them? Yes. I think yes, too, because I'm betting against Kittle this year. Sorry.
1: Well, can we talk about that just for a split second, too? So I put out a post yesterday saying Trey Lance will have – 4,000-plus yards this season. I I Yeah, Jeff Jeff, uh, Garcia, Steve Young. I just want people to understand and know that getting 4,000 yards isn't like getting 5,000 yards, especially in this day and age. And I think what people kind of forget sometimes, and they can look at Jimmy Garoppolo's stats, and I can can read them off right now. I'm not going to, but I can show you multiple games, 13, 14 games where Jimmy Garoppolo threw the ball 25-plus times. All you have to do to get 4,000 yards is, one, stay healthy. We understand that. Stay healthy. Two, he has to be able to throw 236 yards on average per game. Now, does that mean there's going to be some weeks where he's going to boom and maybe have a 340-yard game? Sure. Are there also going to be weeks where he maybe throws for 215, 210 yards? Absolutely. So, Even though it's a run-first team and we're still going to run the ball, it's not like Kyle won't be willing to open up the offense, especially as I think the season progresses a little further. And then the last thing I'll say in regards to that, look at how Jimmy Garoppolo plays football, and then look at how Trey Lance plays football. They're two totally different styles. Jimmy Garoppolo's style of playing football is a bit more dangerous if we're going to be blunt about it. Jimmy Garoppolo plays a lot over the middle, whether it be short slants, intermediate crossers. That's how he plays football. Trey Lance... It, it's going to be more big playability. 100% will be that, but it's also safer when you're throwing the ball outside of the numbers and you're throwing the ball away from corners too. So I just want people to realize and understand that getting two to 36 yards isn't as hard as I think people think it is. There will be opportunities, and then there's boom or bust play ability. So there will be times where he throws the ball to Debo Samuel for 60 yards, and that's one play.
0: Also why, why, why Jimmy's so risky is that he – what I like to say, he plays football on a tennis court. He knows there's only so much field he can work with and he's going to force those throws in there. And everyone, like maybe not early in his career, they didn't know it, but now everyone knows that he's throwing the ball in that little tennis court and they're breaking on those in breaking routes. And he's getting a lot of heavily contested passes. What Lance is going to do is just to use a basketball term. He's going to spread the field. He's going to spread defenses out and they're not going to be able to just be like, well, he's going to throw in this 10 yard box. Like, no, Mm -hmm. he's not. He's going to throw anywhere like Josh Allen. And that's going to make things really tough. Really tough. Tom Jensen says if Brock Pasta starts, we are beyond screwed. That is not nice. You're gonna hurt his feelings, Tom. We do not hurt players' feelings here, okay? The, the motto on the show is if you don't have something nice to say about a player, you don't say anything at all. Okay, Tom. Knock it
1: hey, off! Deal with the program, man.
0: <laughs> Brock pasta. That's hilarious. All right, moving on. Similar topic. Another fifth round DB, Sam Womack. Mm-hmm. Why do the 49ers like this guy so much, in your opinion? Now, yes. It seems like he's here because they don't like diamandour Lenore as much as they did initially. This mm. is the the replacement. Uh, why mm-hmm. do you think they like Momac? This is
1: interesting because I think there are similar comparisons you could tie between Ty Davis-Price and Trey Sermon. Competition. diamandour D'Am- Lenore, Sam Momac, competition. Competition also breeds success. So I love it. I love it. Bring some guys in that are going to push these guys at minimum. At minimum push them. That being said, so right after we drafted Sam Womack, I put a tweet out saying Sam Womack, although he's 5'9", about 190, have people seen this dude's arms? He has 31 and 7'8 inch arms. Compare that to Richard Sherman at 6'3", 32 inch arms. All I said at that point was this kid intrigues me. He, He runs... High four threes, low four fours. He's got the yep. speed. So yep. first and foremost, I look at him and I'm thinking about Kwan Williams. We let Kwan go. Thank this you. dude, this dude coming out of the draft. I'll just say it right now, he's more athletic, athletic than Kwan Williams ever was. Kwan, K'wan ran a four or five. That being said, there's much more to playing. Yes, and there's much more to playing football, especially I would say corner than there is than just speed. There's a hundred percent more than that. Oh, you gotta be willing, he's go
0: He's faster and he has better length than Kwan, which means that he has the ability to play outside. But Thank in terms you. of how they're built, they're built they're both 59
1: 190. 100%. 100%. Yeah. yeah, and so you look at the 49ers and what do they expect out of their out of their nickel corners? They you got to be able to tackle. Can you tackle? Yes, I think this guy has he's willing to go in there, you know, put his butt in there and tackle a guy. But I also think that there's some differences between K1 and him, and I think that's also what made the 49ers intrigued with him. You spoke on it earlier, and I was going to say talk about it as well too. Go back to the NFC Championship game. And you look at when we were on defense, why why did we lose that game? Matthew Stafford, Odell Beckham Jr., and Cooper Cup absolutely torched us. And if you if you go back and watch it, you can see some particular key plays where they needed to pick up a third down. And a lot of times I thought it was out of the slot. I thought it was guys, it's Cooper Cup killing out of the slot. Also, I mean, this is a little bit off topic, but I thought we played a lot more soft coverage, especially outside during that game as well, too. And they were prepared for that. The Rams were pre- prepared for that, and they they cooked. They ate off that. That being said, you can look at that game. You can look at the wild card game against uh, the Cowboys, and Cooper killed out of the spot as well, too. So I think the differences between these two, I think that Womack plays the ball in the air. I'd say right now probably already better than K1 does. And is not bad. We've seen we've seen him play. But I think k losing some of his athletic ability. But where he kind of makes up for that at this point in his career is he's smart. He's very heady. He knows where he's supposed to be. He's seen a lot of football, played a lot of football. This kid, Womack's coming in, uh he led he led college football with pass breakups, 17, 2021. And he's also Toledo's pass breakup king. He's he leads, he's their all-time leader in pass breakups. So to me, that signals, okay, this dude has the ability to jam at the line of scrimmage. He's not very big. You look at a guy like Cooper Cup, 6'2", he's a big slot. So, but he has the ability to put his hands on you. He can push you out. But I think also when the ball's in the air, he plays through receivers really, really, really well. So this, to me, points towards more towards coverage. Can he get there and tackle? Yes. But we can't continue to get torched. We can't have Dante Johnson coming in playing, playing slot all the time if K1 or someone else goes down. So to me, I look at, the, I look at Womack and I say, okay, he's long. He's got the speed. Now it's just about the reps and does he have the confidence to be able to stay in this league and play? Because I think he has – I think he's got the tools to be really – he's intriguing. I'm super intrigued. I'm not saying he's going to become this or he is going to become this. But I do think he has the, the skills to be a very good nickel corner. If he can put up seasons similar to Kaywan Williams, that's a
0: that's a home run signing. What I think so interesting about the, the Sam Womack thing is like – I'm thinking that the Niners would sort of adjust their view in the secondary, like nickel is a starting position. Cooper cups in our division. We got a matchup. We face them twice a year. Let's really invest in the nickel spot. No, the Niners are very like locked in stoic. This is who we are. This is what we do. We like K1. Williams. We won with K1. We don't need to change the formula. We have a formula. Our formula is a nickel like K1 and k one's a little old and you know, we couldn't afford him this year. He got paid by the, by Denver. We we didn't have cap space. He's gone. We really would like is another K one. Is that so much to ask? We think we can find another K one around five. Oh, we found one with longer arms and, and faster wheels. At least they think so. We'll see. But I think they feel like, man, all we are asking for, it's like going to the, to the car dealership. Like we don't need a Ferrari. We just need a K one Williams. And we know it's not too expensive. And we know we found at least one before. So Let's see if we can do it again. I think they're they're banking on that. Like they have a specific template in mind that maybe other teams aren't looking for, and they can find it again. We'll see. They didn't find it with Diomedor. I don't know what that was, but maybe it was oh. it was a, a symptom of not really having. It was a weird draft, right? Because it was the, the COVID year. It was, like, it was games and stuff like that. No, was there no no pro no combine? Something anyway. Yeah.
1: It's very weird. It's very weird. And I think yeah. you look at you look at Nickel corner, especially in the forty-nine ers defense. We know what we know what K1 was, especially in 2019. That was just a, a beautiful season, really. He was locked yeah. out. But that being said, you're right. It is essentially a starting position in the NFL right now. So if you can get a guy that people don't talk about a lot, but might be underrated based off of his play, you take that. I think nickel is is a very underrated position. I really do.
0: I mean I kind of like the idea, the idea of having a corner who has the versatility to go in the slot. So many top receivers go in the slot. And yep. if you have a guy, you're paying $16 million a year in Traverius Ward he can't go in the slot, like that's not going to help you necessarily against DeAndre Hopkins all game when he moves over there. What you can't. So, what I like about the Rams is they, they spend all this money for Jalen Ramsey, but they can put him wherever the hell they want. On, put him in the star. He's a star. You need him to shut down a slot guy outside. Now, you, now mm-hmm. not every team can get Jalen Ramsey, but it just shows to me that you might want to prioritize that spot. But the Niners are setting their ways. They just need someone as good as Joukowsky Tart. They just need someone as good as K1 Williams. They're solid. They're not great. They think right. they gonna get solid DBs in round five. Maybe they can. Maybe they can. So do you think Sam Womack's going to be the starter? Yeah. Uh, I think I do. You do? Because it ain't, in my opinion, it's not going to be D'Amador. It's not going to be Dante. It's not going to be Darquez. Right. So it's it's going to be Womack, but it's not going to be right. Like, they're going to make him earn it every step of the way in of the offseason. Yeah. But then week one, it'll be like, oh, look who it is. That's I was so what, what about Mosley? What about Mosley? I know a lot I of fans would say, well, Mosley should
1: fight
0: in." I don't – I think they, that's what maybe – hey, look, if Womack's out there week one, he's going to get tested. If he doesn't go well, that's what they should do is move Mosley in there. But okay. they're all about, like, not making big changes. You know, it's a True. good team. You're right there. Let's just keep the same structure and just right. plug in a different player who's similar. So they're I think Womack, they look at him as that guy. And look, frankly, from what I've seen from him so far, I have no opinion on his tackling.
1: But uh, mm-hmm. he
0: is very sticky in coverage. I agree. He's at a good card. He is. At the same time, like he'll he'll jam in practice. He's mm-hmm. very physical in
2: mm-hmm. coverage. So mm-hmm.
0: usually the fifth round rookie doesn't get the benefit of the call. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just right. curious, like, are the rest gonna let him play the way he wants to play? I mean, they didn't let Josh right. Norman play the way he wanted to play, right? Sometimes you gotta earn that. <laughs> Yeah, maybe at Toledo he got the benefit of the doubt, but over here I don't know. We'll see.
1: Yeah, you got to earn those strikes, Young Buck.
0: Exactly, but he does seem much more promising than De Dion- DeAmador. Doesn't have the length, doesn't have the speed, doesn't have the size. Mm-hmm. I, I never got that one.
1: I don't know why he was outside even early on through the first four weeks. He was playing outside. We knew he didn't have the speed for that, and I'm not trying to just like shit on the guy. I'm really not. We knew he was a, he had, he projected as a nickel corner if he's going to yeah. make it in the league. He doesn't have that speed to be able to yeah. play on the outside and like, i think he has the mentality and i think he has the the tackling i would say prowess to 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 make it there but we'll see what happens we'll see what happens he's been already kind of almost a forgotten guy it's kind of crazy
0: i'm not a scout but i have watched a lot of training camps and stuff and last year diameter was getting all this hype and i was standing there like what am what i missing it? and i actually kind of liked ambry now, he would say in the 11s, but in one-on-ones, I thought he was actually really matching up well with Ayuk and Debo. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I thought Ambry was better. And everyone was like, Ambry's trash. Diamador is really, I don't like, yeah. really? Man, I don't know what I'm looking at, man. I've lost it. And by the end of the season, I was like, yeah, yeah, right there. That's what I'm talking about. So, yeah, I don't right. know. Man.
1: Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because when we look at corner, Corner and wide receiver are the two positions that I love. That's my, my favorite position. And I didn't, I played football growing up, but it wasn't like to the super, super high level. But when I played, I did play corner. And so I look at a guy like Andrew Thomas and I say, listen, when he got his chance to play, he was in position all the time. Why? Because he has supreme athleticism. And when you do play corner on the outside, that is one thing you have to have 100%. Now, was he missing catches? Was he missing, you know, at the point of attack? 100 so that's how guys like him get moss it sucks and the, the 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 end result either equals a big completion or a touchdown and we don't like that but i'm going to be completely honest i never got too high or too low on that because he's in position he got baptized let's be honest yeah, if He got baptized he got thrown in and got baptized
0: yeah De'Amour yeah was so, ambry was
1: yeah I mean, exactly the game
0: against atlanta in particular stands out he kept getting be at the point of, at the at the catch point, but like Justin. 100.
1: So guys are going to improve over time. They're going yeah, to, yeah. and that's what I see with David Thomas.
0: Double B Studios has just finished Cone Zone. I will defend you to the end. Not sure what you covered already, but this live, uh, knowing the schedule, what is your top five NFC list? Mm. man, I don't know. I don't know. That's question. Uh, Rams, Bucks are up there. I feel like they're in a the tier of their own. Yeah. The Niners. I'd like to say they're up there, but their offensive line gives me so many question mark, give me so many concerns, and it's such an important position group. Uh, Vikings are in the discussion, Packers are in the discussion. Although I don't like the Packers, they have a great. Day. Thank you. Dude.
1: Everyone's giving them so much credit. Let's. You why are, are we? Why are we acting
0: like on that team? If Christian yes. Watson isn't good right away, what are they doing?
1: That's the question, right? Why are we acting like they're not going to go through some bumps and bruises along the way? And let's. At the same time, if Aaron Rodgers, who's one of my favorite quarterbacks of all time, I love the way that he plays, love the way he spins it. If he doesn't have a MVP season for three years in a row, then what? Doesn't that limit them as well? Now, I can understand why people say, oh, they're still going to win the division, because I do think they're probably, they probably will win the division. But if we're – I'm sorry. I'm going to make Packers fans mad. I think that – I think the Packers are probably pretenders. I think they're pretenders this year. I think they can have a really good regular season schedule. So do I. So do I. I think that I think the Packers can have a really good regular season schedule. They'll probably go, they'll probably end up first in their division, but I can see them being an early out. I really can.
0: Well, look, hold on. Let me just pump the brakes on Green Bay for a second. Because what they do have, which people get overlooked, they have a handful he defense.
1: Absolutely. So
0: good. It's, so good. It's probably might be better than the Niners because they have be. Jair Alexander at nickel. You know what I'm saying? Um, They're indeed. not messing around. They have really, really good DBs.
1: Eric Stokes is a good young DB too. And Rasul Douglas just got paid after. Like they have three really good starting corners right now.
0: And the greatest, <laughs> one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time. So if Christian Watson's good, then all of a sudden that team could win 13 games. So I'm okay. skeptical on Green Bay, but I'm not writing them off. Um, two teams that are. Is it skeptical them. though? Is it
1: skeptical? Because what if you think they're going to be good in the regular season? You just think they'll get bounced early in the playoffs. Cause I
0: do. That's what happens every year. No, I'm with that. I'm with that. Um, Two more teams that no one's talking about. Philly. Mm. I mean, I'm not a mm. huge Jalen Hurts guy, but he's pretty good. He's not making any money, and they really stacked that team. Like yeah, O line's good, they, they got, got Brown and Devontae uh Smith. Mm-hmm. Like that team. And then corners now too. New Orleans was good last year when they didn't have Ian Book or Trevor Simeon starting. Mm-hmm. Now they got Chris Olave, they got uh Michael Thomas coming back. I know they lost Sean Payton, but that, that team has a great defense, too. I right. mean, ask Tom Brady. They, they, they own do. Tom Brady over there. So that's a team that is in the mix, I guess. I don't mm-hmm. really think much of Dallas.
1: I don't either. I don't either. They got to they gotta show me first. I'm just going to be honest.
0: And the last team, even though – I feel dumb even saying it anymore. Arizona. Even though they're the same team every year. They start hot. They yep. – they, They fall apart, and that's what Cliff Kingsbury did in college, too. You can go back and look at him at Texas Tech Hot Starts. Yep,
1: same thing. Anyway, forget Arizona.
0: Arizona. Uh, Matthew Roberts says, Can we get Trey and Deborah to race? I don't even know what that means. Who's Deborah? Deborah,
1: she fast. fast? Can she play for us?
0: Yeah, okay, moving on. Two more topics. This is we've been talking for a while. I like this. It's fun. Will the Niners ultimately trade or release Jimmy Garoppolo? It's the million dollar question.
1: That is such a good question. That is such a good question. And I wish I knew the answer, but here's my best guess. I'm just going to be totally honest. I've been thinking about this for a while, and maybe the money is hard to deal with, but I just think the NFL is going to do something to Deshaun Watson. I think there's too many cases against him. Hmm. Um, I think you have to do – I think there's enough pressure publicly on the outside that even if there's no, you know, there's no discipline from him – in the court system i do think the nfl will probably suspend him and i truly think it probably will be for the whole year i don't think that the cleveland browns are going to want to go into this season especially for a whole season on the riding the coattails of jacoby Brissett. i don't see that i don't think there's a way that they can keep baker mayfield as well too so i'm thinking as we get closer and closer and there's finally a decision made on the which i think will probably happen Closer to the start of the actual season, I think they're probably going to drag that out. I can see a scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo does get traded. I don't. Wanna, I don't even want to say it's out of desperation. I think the Cleveland Browns have a very a championship contending roster. That roster is very good. I think it also would be in Jimmy Garoppolo's best interest to play for the Cleveland Browns as well, too, due to the style of offense that they do run. It's a lot of lot of Nick Chubb, good amount of Kareem Hunt. They do have a Martin Cooper now, who's also really good in the slot as well, too. That's going to help out uh, Jimmy Garoppolo. You know, we do see some dinks and dunks here and there. They do have a deep threat as well, too, but that may not be the best idea. You know, over there with with Jimmy Garoppolo. But I do like I like what Anthony Schwartz. He's a uh, receiver out of Auburn. I think he got drafted last year. He's a really nice player as well, too. I think it's in Garoppolo's best interest to play for the Cleveland Browns, just because I think he has the ability to come in and be a leading presence in that locker room. Players do like to play for Jimmy Garoppolo. Does that mean he's the best quarterback ever or that he's always going to make you know, the right read? Absolutely not. But I think they do have a, a good defense and a good offense that if he can just lead the ship, honestly, if he can just lead the ship and Nick Chubb is still Nick Chubb, that team could, at minimum, go to the playoffs with him. I think Jimmy Garoppolo is probably going to end up as a Cleveland Brown when it's all said
0: and done. Well, look, if Deshaun Watson is out for the year and that's not hasn't happened yet, and Baker Mayfield mm-hmm. really refuses to play for this team, then maybe, you know, trading for Jimmy Garoppolo, who has one year left on his deal, is the best option. But like, you don't commit yourself to him long term. Well, the trading for one year of a guy is is tough, but teams do it. I mean, the Niners nice. trading for half a year of Emmanuel Sanders. Teams do it. So I, can make, I, I, I can see it. But if he's not suspended for a year, what's, what if he's suspended for eight games? I'm not sure he's going to be suspended for the full year. He sat out last year as sort of like I'm suspending myself, and he's not—he hasn't been charged with a crime. Yeah, he's got 25 lawsuits, and I'm not condoning his actions at all. But I'm not certain the NFL is going to necessarily suspend him and have him sit out for a second consecutive year. If it's, if it's eight games, maybe the maybe the Browns say you know instead of trading for eight games to Jimmy Garoppolo. Let's just write it out with Jacoby Brissett and see what we can do. Because, frankly, the difference between jo- Jacoby Brissett and Jimmy Garoppolo is not that big. There is a difference, but it's not that big. So,
1: I agree with that part.
0: I see what you're saying. It actually Cleveland does make sense, but I don't know if it makes sense for eight games. it have to be 17.
1: Yeah. And I, I mean, I think you raise a good point. The difference between Jimmy Garoppolo and Jacoby Brissett isn't insane. For eight games, now we're talking eight games. I could probably stomach that. If it's the whole season, I probably would have done Jimmy Garoppolo. But eight games?
0: Right. Because do you feel like Jimmy's not that bad? Even though you're not going to go anywhere. But he can take you to the playoffs. Jacoby?
1: Yeah. Are they not similar type of players, too? I mean, I mean Brissette maybe has a little bit more athletic, but athleticism, but it's only a little bit. Like He's more of a um, <laughs> <not
2: brilliant,
0: right? laughs> You know, it's I'm funny, that. credit for that. But Jacoby, everyone's like, who cares? Right. 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 Mm. Yeah, it's fishy. Hey, hmm. anyway, all right. Last <laughs> topic. And this is a bonus topic. This is not a Niners topic, but it's been on my mind all weekend. And I have a lot to say. So I want to ask you first, which team do you think will be this year's Cincinnati Bengals? And that to me is a team that sort of no one really sees as a Super Bowl contender in the lead up to the season and sure. then potentially goes to the Super Bowl or at least just makes a, a deep run in the playoffs.
1: Yeah. So first and foremost, I think we all understand and know this, health is wealth. So yep. this is if everybody can stay healthy, what team do I think can really turn it around? And that for me is Minnesota Vikings. I don't, I don't particularly like this team a whole lot or anything like that, but I think that they had a low-key underrated offseason. I think they returned a lot of their good position players. I think Kirk Cousins is a solid quarterback. I think Dalvin Cook is a really good running back. Um, if he's able to stay healthy, I think he's going to continue to run all over everybody. We know what Justin Jefferson is already. Adam Thielen is still Adam Thielen. I don't think he gets enough credit for being the red zone threat that he is. He's really good in the red zone, really good route runner, really good hands. I like him quite a bit.
0: Everything actually. might be the best wide receiver in the league.
1: A hundred percent. His route running. He might be the best route runner in the league on top of being the best wide receiver. One hundred percent. with hey, added Adam to, Adam
0: to Darius Smith. I mean,
1: that's exactly what I was just going to get to. i right, so <laughs> You're good. Yeah, you're good. I'm right there with you. This defense, I think, had a, an underrated offseason. Not only did they add Zedarius Smith, who, like we said, if he can stay healthy, he's a really good pass rusher. But also Andrew Booth, Andrew Booth out of Clemson. I like this guy. I think he's a really good corner. I think before the season's over, he's probably gonna uh, he's probably gonna jump ahead of Cameron Dansler as their starting corner. Um, Harrison Smith is still Harrison Smith. Lewis seen out of Georgia, really good young safety. I think he's gonna be a stud. So I think, I think this defense improved, and I think the, reason, the other reason that I add them to this is their division isn't insane. Their true competition is the Packers, and we talked about it a second ago. I think the Packers have a good chance to win the division, but I do still think that the Vikings can make the playoffs. Well, it, you know, at that point, they have to be a wild card. But I think they're I – don't, I don't love this team or anything like that, but if there's a team that could turn it around, it would be them they were eight and nine last year i don't expect them to go 14 and three or something like that but 10 and seven 11 and six i definitely think that's doable if they can stay healthy and remember how to play football again. they should be fine eight and nine last year was kind of to be to me embarrassing if the coach didn't get fired he could have because they were better they're better than eight and nine
0: yeah uh okay let's I, i'm gonna go i'm gonna take a mighty hack at this one i'm swinging for the fences. And the way I look at this is the Bengals were 4-11-1 in 2020. If mm-hmm. anyone had said a-, a year ago, I'm picking the Bengals and Rams in the Super Bowl, you'd have been like, what the fuck are you talking about? What right. Like, what do right. you mean? Like, Rams now- is cool, the Bengals? What? Okay, <laughs> what so that's sort of where I'm going. When, when I say the team, I'm going to say your reaction is going to be, what the fuck is Grant? Talk fair. That's what I'm going for. And then I'll explain it. The New York Jets. this team was three and 14 last year right and maybe they're a couple years away maybe they're never going to get there but so much i mean i don't really understand the narrative in this team they were bad last year but the the Bengals were bad in 2020 like joe burrow won two games in 2020 Mm -hmm. Zach wilson won three they both got hurt right let me just say real quick let me just go around the roster for the jets At wide receiver, they got Corey Davis, Elijah Moore, and Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson was the top wide receiver in this draft. He's not Jamar Chase, but he's a freaking stud. He's not He reminds me so much of
1: of, uh, what's-his-face I used to play with uh, Stephon Diggs. He reminds me so much of his
0: Okay, so he he has all pro potential. He's really, really good. At left tackle, they got George Fant. He's good. At left guard, they got Lakin Tomlinson. They're not messing around with Aaron Banks. They got Lakin Tomlinson. At center, they got Connor McGovern. At right guard, they got Elijah Vera Tucker, also Mm a first-round pick. At right tackle, they got Mekhi Becton, first-round pick. At tight end, they got C.J. Ozuma, who was a big Mm -hmm. free agent signing. I mean, this is a win now. At running back, they got Brees Hall, the best running back in the draft, and Michael Carter from last year. On defense, Mm -hmm. they have Carl Lawson and Jermaine Johnson on the edges with Quinton Williams in the middle. They have CJ Mosley still. They have Sauce Gardner. They have DJ Reed. They have Lamarcus. This team is stacked. The yeah. only question is is Zach Wilson trash? And I don't yeah. think he is. A lot of everyone I brought on my channel last year was all thumbs up on Zach Wilson. He had one r- rough too. rookie year, so did Joe Burrow. You know what I'm saying? Like it seems like, and I don't know that I'm not vouching for Zach Wilson. I don't really know. But if yeah. he's good, if he's a B, 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 plus quarterback, this team could win 10 games because I know Robert Sell is a good coach. Anyway, yep. no, I'm so I'm with you on that as them being a dark
1: horse. That's a yeah. really good dark horse. <laughs> I won't dark horses, <laughs> facts, facts, the darkest of dark horses. <laughs> I don't think this is a team that's probably going to go to the Super Bowl, but your reasoning behind that, I don't think anybody can question that if we're going to be totally honest. I, we talked briefly about this before we came on, and I said, I see them as a team that's. Probably at least a year away, just because they do have young, young pieces very, that are going to be contributing. Right? They're going to be contributing. Robert
0: Sala. are I, 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 in New Jersey, being like Grant. What the fuck? Shut the fuck <laughs> up. What are you doing? Go cover, go cover <laughs> the Jets, man. Put you put pressure on me, man. No, <laughs> ten and seven Super Bowl appearance. I want that, Robert Sala. I'm putting my neck out there for you. Niners, Jets hey, in the soup. No, I'm not saying that.
1: Give it to me. Give it to me. I'm with you though. I actually do like. The, I like the. I like the Jets and their potential to to improve. I'm not going to give them 10 wins this season. They should at least double their wins last season though. I do think they're at least a year away. I'm with you though. If if Zach Wilson can be a B to B plus type guy, I think they're set up for the future. And coming into the draft last year, I did. I did like Zach Wilson. I still like Zach Wilson. A lot of people are, you know, want to say, oh, he's not going to be this or he's not going to be that. He's a little bit small. That dude is a natural thrower of the fucking football. That dude can throw the ball. I'm just going to be honest, man. I'm i, saying I
0: like watched a lot of Trey Lance. And I like Trey Lance. I love Trey Lance. Uh, I love his skill set. I love his potential. Still, the way I would describe the way he throws the ball is a little funky. And you know, there's nothing wrong True. with funk. I like funk. But right. the, 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 the spiral isn't quite right. And whatever, whatever. Who cares? The ball gets there. And just like with Peyton Manning. With Zach Wilson? He spins the fuck see. out of the ball. I like this. I, I mean, and he can do it from all different arm platforms, and he'll make throws. If you just watch his highlights from last year, you'd be like, damn, Zach. Right. That was a really nice throw to Braxton Berrios or whoever <laughs> they are working with. So, right. yeah, I mean, it's the same offense the Niners have pretty much. It's very similar. Maybe it's more like the Packers, but now that he's got a legit running back, a legit tight end, a legit number one wide receiver, I mean, mm-hmm. it's a whole different team than last year.
1: Corey Davis is a really solid number two. Elijah Moore it may be a really underrated slot receiver. And
0: their O line is nice. nice. Their O line is. I think mean, nice. I think their O
1: line is top ten. I think they're going to have a top ten O line this year. I really do. So they're nice.
0: I don't, I don't know. I mean, I wouldn't say the Jaguars. I'm looking at them like good quarterback. See what Frank does. He's going to move the needle, though. Sorry, guys. Yeah,
1: or I said Frank right, Doug Peterson. We'll see what he does. He's the coach of the Jazz now.
0: I don't know what the Bears are doing. I feel so bad for Justin Fields. I feel like he's going to be the worst quarterback from that class solely because he went to the worst situation.
1: I'm with you. I'm with you. I think I feel so bad for him because I like him. I like Justin Fields a lot. I just think he's got a lot working against him. That sucks.
0: Then you got the Patriots with Mac Jones. They went to the playoffs last year, and he's a solid quarterback. I got to give him credit. Mm-hmm. He's a solid quarterback, but right. where is playmakers? Kendrick Bourne, Hunter Henry, Akwon like Thornton.
1: That's who it is now. We'll see what happens. We'll see. Does he have hands like that?
0: No. To see, to me, like the team, the teams in the AFC West with the, with the, the weapons, Right. The Jets and the Dolphins. Yeah, like yeah. seriously, even the even the yeah. Bills. Like you got Stephon Diggs and what?
1: Uh, Jamison Crowder. Now they just signed. What to it say? It's the tight end. They got OJ Howard. I think the Bills are stacked. I'm not gonna lie. I think the Bills are stacked. They got my favorite my favorite corner from this draft, Kyler Elam. Oh, I think okay, bill, okay. I think, I I think the Bills right? are stacked.
0: I know that's yeah. pretty much everyone's favorite uh, pick in the AFC, but me, I'm going with the Jets. No, I'm just kidding. I'm not going with the Jets. I Say it with <laughs> the Jets. I'm going with the Jets. Lil <laughs> Lars <laughs> so says, Who do you think we could trade for Nick Chubb? Debo. Hey, whoa, 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 whoa. Chill, whoa, buddy. Whoa, chill. We're
1: good with the run game. I
0: don't know what's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Lester McDaniels, a new member. Thank you. A lot of people are like kind of surprised that I said the Jets. I, I'm a big Robert Solid guy. Sacramento Mike says Dwight Smith said he knew they were going to win versus the Raiders in 2002 because the NFL is rigged in the playoffs. Whoever Vegas bets on will win Bucks two years ago and Rams last year.
1: Hey, those teams were good too. We got to give them some
0: credit. They were a good team. Really? The NFL? Sacramento Mike says the NFL is rigged. Wow. That's a heavy know. accusation, Sacramento Mike. WB Studio says, if this player gets injured, the Niners are screwed. Which one? I think Jimmy Ward. Yep, I think Trey Lance. That's, I'm that's solid, fair. Man. Rock Pasta. Nate Studfeld.
1: Yeah, on the offense, team. I agree. On offense, Trey Lance. On defense, I do. I would agree with you. Jimmy Ward.
0: I know. It's really, it's really bold to pick the quarterback. The starting quarterback. If he gets injured, <laughs> the Niners are in trouble. Boom! Pay me all the money. This is my analysis. Thank you. <laughs> Who else? Um, how about left tackle Trent Williams?
1: Oof, what that's that a huge you talk loss. about
0: Trent Williams? How about that?
1: That's the question. That's literally the question. That's, we talked about it this for what like 20 minute. minutes today. We don't know.
0: Mm, that's the one thing they. Can, it's the one player they can depend on. Right. He's a weapon. He's. A, <laughs> ooh, Colton McKibbins. Has Aaron Donald ever had to answer a question on the record about Daniel Brunskill and why he owns him?
1: Who? Who? Who's that guy? That's probably what they yeah. say.
0: That's messed up. demo too. <laughs> yeah, right? That's hilarious. Yeah, anyway, hilarious. that's our show. Hour and 10. This was a lot of fun. Thank you, Young Ja.
1: You're welcome, oh. Young Grant. <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
0: Appreciate it. All right. Um, That was a good show. Thanks, everyone, for watching and for donating. I will see you tomorrow because tomorrow is another day. See you then. Peace.